welcome to my sister's house. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Asia or Made in Asia on social media. I'm excited to have you guys back with me today, so turn up the volume and let's get to it. So this episode is extremely important to me. It is extremely intimate. It's an episode that features my father. We are talking about the father-daughter dynamic and why it's important to have a father in your life and the negative or positive effects of having a dad around or not having a dad around. I have the unique experience of my dad being in and out when I was younger and then being the perfect father uh, as I've gotten older. And um, we just have a great relationship and I really wanted to Uh, in lieu of Father's Day, talk about fatherhood. And ironically, my grandfather ended up passing away the weekend before Father's Day, and my dad had to bury his dad the weekend of Father's Day. So uh, it was very intimate, very personal, and I'm very surprised that he was able to articulate in such a great way during this podcast. So I wanted to share this with you, although it is August and I am literally two months late on sharing this with you. But I think that it's important since my audience is predominantly women and to just talk about the importance of fatherhood and the importance of having a father in your life, whether it be your real dad or a stepdad or a grandfather, because I was raised by all three. Um, But this is my biological father. Uh, My parents ended up getting remarried, so he's back in my life. And um, he's been here for a while. I mean, I don't think I ever really lost touch with him like that. But this is, a, like I said, a very intimate episode, very personal to me. But I think that it will encourage a lot of you guys to um, bond and mend relationships with your fathers and understand maybe why you may have difficult relationships with your father, maybe things that go... um, a certain way in your life or how you deal with men, how, how that uh, experience with your father affects that. So pay attention to this episode. Like I said, it's very unique. My dad has a very unique experience with women and through life. And I just appreciated his, his participation and his experience in this podcast. So um, please listen. He's a little country. So some things he say you may not understand. Um, but yeah, tell me what you think. And enjoy this episode, ladies. Today, we are going to be talking about daddy lessons and the importance of the father-daddy, ooh, not (laughs) father-daddy, the daddy-daughter duo and the dynamic of that relationship. Um, I have my dad here. Um, We are reporting live from the Phillips headquarters in Fresno, Texas, south of Houston, Texas, because that's where I'm from. Um, (laughs) uh, We are here. We're going to be talking about a few things. It's going to be... Some things that are extremely heartfelt. Um, my dad's pretty goofy, even though he never wants to like actually admit that. So we go have some laughs. But I just have some questions and want to talk to him about um, what it was like raising a daughter, because I've never done that before, and what it's like from a male perspective, and talk about you know the importance of you know um, dads being in daughters' lives. Because I feel like that's a pretty huge part of women in their development. So. Okay, Dad, we're going to hop right into it. It's your, it's your first podcast ever, right? You've never done this before. Yep, my very first one. And I don't know what to expect. Okay. <laughs> well, the first question that I have for you is what is your idea of a good father? It is Father's Day also. So that's why we're, that's why we're talking about this. It's, it's all about dads today. 
So what's your idea of a good a good father? Um, a good father. Let's see. Someone that's there for their child, not just monetary. Oh, um, spend time with them, teach them, guide them, give them structure, things like that. Yeah, I would say that. I would say like good fathers are available to their kids. You know, always there to lend a hand, to give advice. Um, pretty much along the same lines. You know, I just feel like dads are are a structure, like a. A tall tree, you know, that's deeply rooted, that's planted. You know where it's at, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know my tree from any other tree. I know I can always go there. You're always there. You don't move. You know, you pretty slow boogie. You just be chilling and uh, always give good advice. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's your answer to, I think you're a good dad, by the way. (laughs) Thank you, Adrian. (laughs) I think you're a good daughter. Okay. I try. (laughs) I've been practicing for about 25 years now, almost. Almost. Um... So I, I've never asked you this question before. What was your reaction whenever you found out that mom was having a little girl? Mm. <laughs> Not pregnant, but actually knowing it's a daughter. Yeah. Well, at first she told me you was a boy, so I uh, disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was having a junior, but then. I started worrying about boys when I found out I was having a girl. What you mean? Like me, like like <laughs> <laughs> like I knew how I was growing up, and I said, now I got to deal with these boys out here. So basically, like karma was coming back. That's how you felt. I wouldn't have said karma then. I just said knowing boys, and then the, the I guess the type of people who I hung around with. I didn't hang around like good guys. Good people, yeah. So like do you when you were younger were you like I mean, I know that you and mom were together in high school, but like before mom were you like did you do women wrong? Were you playing around a lot? Was I playing? Yeah, I played around a lot. So was like part of your fear. I know that you was like you're saying that you were nervous about like me dating and stuff like that, but would you have wanted me to date somebody like you like was no. that a fear yeah. like that i would grow up and date somebody like you were yeah okay most <sighs> definitely that's deep most and that was, definitely that was actually one of my next questions like what was your biggest fear with raising a daughter and if did that progress over time like was it always men or did it stick with like that like was your fear always me like dating or has your fear changed or what your worry has it changed over time? I mean, of course, you get more worries doing this, uh, during the time you're growing up. Like you know, you got predators. You got so much stuff that's on your mind, and and like I see stuff on a day to day thing. Cause I have some friends that that's just all out disrespectful to women, and um, I think about that. I've never been like that though. I can say that. Not yeah, just all out. I'm not, I didn't say I never disrespect anybody. But I said I wasn't one to just do it for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I've always been, like, a very independent girl. I don't want to say woman because I haven't always been a woman. But I feel like I've always been extremely independent. So, like, me always, like, venturing off by myself. 
Like, has that ever been a worry for you, like me, when I moved to Cleveland and when I went to college and yeah. living in San Antonio now? It's nerve-wracking because, like, if something happens, it's not you're not tangible, you know? Yeah. And you just think about that kind of stuff. But, I mean, we've been blessed so far. You've been good and you've been a people's person. You're able to go somewhere, make friends, and be comfortable. Most of the time when I talk to you, I hear a crowd behind you. Yeah, because, you know, I just like people. <laughs> I, feel, I think you have that same trait. I think mm. I get that from you and mom. Both of you are like, you know, people, people. <laughs> people, people. Y'all are. Um, I mean, so how, like, how has raising me been, how has it changed your perspective of women? Like, when you were, you had me at 19, when you were 18, how, how did you look at women prior to having a daughter? You could be honest here. I won't let mom hear this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was. I it was like we was lions, and yeah, I was prey. What? <laughs> we were prey. Yep. So it was like the only goal, like sexual, for women at the time. Mostly. But when you had me, you were almost nineteen, and your mom had been together for like two years at that point. So still, women were prey. You said prior to. Prior to me being born, not prior to mom. Oh, well, then by then I was already like, hey, I think I found her. So mm -hmm. that's different. But before that, it was just conquering. Conquering. That's a yeah. good word. Granny always told me that mom's mom always said, like, men look at women as something to conquer, not something to, like, cherish. So until you get to a certain age, age don't take boys too seriously or put too much like staking them because they're not really trying to do anything other than have sex with you. But I also think that it's, it's how, how you present yourself. If you present yourself a certain way and then a guy start feeling you for other reasons, then you're okay. But if, cause a lot of times the girls like you, so they're going to present that to you to kind of bait you in, in their own way. What is that? What? You said present that to you. What is she presenting to him to get him to like her? Yes. You can curse oh. on here. Oh, okay. You can also talk about, like, this is a women's show. We've had a show that's title was a curse word, so oh. I won't let Granny hear it so you don't get a whooping. <laughs> um, I'll give you guys a little background on my parents' story. Um, when did you guys, when did you first start dating? In, like, 10th, uh, 12th grade? Yeah, I think so. So, um, basically, my mom stole my dad from this lady, basically. He had wow. a girlfriend. <laughs> That's wow. the story. That's why she tells the story, so I'm going to blend She's going to always say it like that. I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to blend the two stories, basically, from my mom and my dad's perspective. Basically, you know, my mom was, um, dad, you were new, kind of. He was new to school. Not that new, but she was curious about him. But at the time, he had a girlfriend. And um, mom swooped in like the um, scavenger hawk she is. <laughs> and um, yeah, she's, she uh, started to, I guess, like work him to like, like her. And then they went to prom, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the in-between story of you guys in high school. All I know is you had a girlfriend and she basically like intimidated the girl into like not dating you anymore. Is that how it happened or how do you feel? How up until prom, how how did mom 
technically conquer you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. She had her sister come and tell me she liked me or something. And at a party. At a party. And uh, and we we just would say hi, stuff like that. We wasn't talking or anything. And just a little time passed, and I was, I guess, moving away from the one who I, the, the one I was talking to, and then me and mom started talking. But we were kind of chit-chatting a little bit while while I was still dating another one. But it was not like today where everybody had cell that's phones. That's what I was gonna say. How are you chit-chatting? Yep, it wasn't texting. Yeah, that's it what I said. But well, at home, we still got a house phone. Ain't that old? So y'all, y'all was on the phone. Like, how do you balance that? Like, how do you balance talking to somebody on the phone? Like, if you have a girlfriend and, how, like, I mean, you're not at home all the time. You you just said yesterday you all was always outside. Mm-hmm. So, like, in your, the short time you were at home, how were you balancing having a girlfriend and talking to mom? Because we ain't stay on the phone all the time. Uh, me and my girlfriend, we ain't stay on the phone all the time. Me and mom went to the same school. The girl went to a different school, so oh, we talked at that. school. I never knew that that girl didn't go to the same school. Uh, oh. Well, anyway, so yeah, basically, uh, mom and dad, they, uh, you know, that happened. I don't know how dad asked her to prom. Probably some some ghetto, but <laughs> <laughs> they went to prom together, and that's like pretty much like my my memory of them like, i mean i wasn't there well technically i was there but <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't like there when they were in high school because i wasn't born yet but um i just always remember seeing like that like picture of you two and i always thought it was the cutest thing of you guys at prom so um you guys were together for i think y'all broke up officially when i was five and so they were together from like 12th grade to when i was five so what was that like y'all were 25 or so so maybe like seven years six seven years they were together and um, we're not going to get into why they broke up, but they broke up. And in the middle of that, they got, like, married and stuff and to other people and had kids. And then now they just got married. Y'all about six months in now to y'all's marriage. My parents got back together because there's only one true love. Isn't that right, Dad? That's right. Yeah. It was me, really. <laughs> I'm not. Like, that was rude. Okay. So, anyways. What? So, like... Uh, with we've been talking about <laughs> we've been talking about like me and my friends talking about how like women if should they like approach men or should they wait for a man to approach them since mom initiated everything with you and look at y'all now what what's your perspective on that it, i think everything is about presentation how you come if you come offering goods then it's not going to work. But if you go to this booty, you guys, if you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so if you come in, in a, in a different, in a different way, like I want to get to know you type of way versus what you're doing tonight or, you know, trying to pretty much satisfy his need because you like him, then it's possible. But other than that, be careful. But you know, when I first got divorced, it was so many women that was coming to me. I I was like, they they got something and they trying to give it to me because it wasn't a lot of women that approached me back back then. Mm-hmm. But when I got a divorce, I uh, started back going out and women would talk to me. 
and and it was so easy. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. It made me nervous. Like, hey, she got something. And I would just pass them up. Like, nope, she's trying to give me something. That's an interesting perspective because I never thought about it like that. Like, I've never thought about maybe that, like, because we were talking about, um, I have a friend. She's been on the show before. She, uh, actually, she hasn't been on the show because the one that we did record, we didn't actually air it. But um, anyways, I have a friend who just, like, does not approach men at all and i and i'm like one of the girls there's a couple other girls who say like they do i don't necessarily do it directly like i'm like hey give me your number or i want to like you know what i'm saying like how men would directly go to it but like i like this is how this is how mom does it which this is how she taught me to do it she taught me to like basically make a guy like you like yeah. make yourself known like but in a very subtle way like if you know he's going to a party or you know he's going somewhere show up and like look pretty when you get there so that way he doesn't have a choice but to notice you and like if you're friends with his friends talk to his friends but don't talk to him and then after a while he's going to be curious about who you are and then he'll like you not realizing that like you kind of set him up to like you yeah so like i don't really i have like slid in people's dms before but it's very like light it's never been like oh my gosh you're so cute or um i saw you (laughs) from a distance or nothing like that but to for you to say that it's so easy or women approach you that it made you nervous or scared that like something may be wrong with her is a interesting perspective because i never thought about it like that but that was then because like prior to me being married women would like look at you when and drop their eyes and smile at you, but they never approach you. You have to still go to them, and that's what I was used to. But then after the years of being married, and then it just changed, and I had to get used to Yeah. because more women do approach you now than back then. Well, I think that's because, well, one, like I was telling, I was actually telling Granny this yesterday, like men do not talk to women anymore. Like I'm in a group of, I think it's like, 300 people in this group right and everybody it's a professional group everybody's qualified financially at least or have the credentials and we all hang out all the time we all get along we be together at least once a week and they'll say slick stuff but they'll never actually ask you out but that's just that group but and on a grander scale i have had men who have like talked to me and told me how attractive i was blah blah and this and that always compliment me and then never talk to me. And then if I get a boyfriend or something, or they see I'm talking to somebody, they be like, dang, you all, like, every time I try to talk to you, blah, blah. But I'm like, well, you never spoke up. People tell me I'm beautiful every day. Not to say it like that, but, like, you saying that I'm beautiful isn't going to get me, get you in the door. You have to actually put some action behind that and say, like, hey, I want to take you out or, you know. Uh, I think nobody wants to be denied. So they're they're making the comment to say you're beautiful and hopefully you'll say something yeah thank you yeah but thank you if you just say thank you and then that's it it's like what should what should i say back you're handsome too if you think so i mean that's awkward well how awkward is it for him to walk up to you and say something he take a chance on you saying get your ass out my face but if i didn't say that that's what i'm saying like you could tell in my mannerisms if you're like oh you're beautiful and i'm like thank you because women, if I don't want to talk to you, I'm going to give you that. I'm not going to be like, oh, thank you so much. I'm open now to like. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, every woman has a, a different way of doing it. So whatever he's been running into his whole life or however long he's been dating is what he's expecting. And yeah. so he has to learn, too. And plus, at y'all age, his experience, too. So he's saying, you say thank you. And then 
he's had that happen before where then next thing he say is he want to take you out or he want whatever and then it's yeah you know so i think another like thing that goes into that is just like it's always digital or not always but like most of the time dudes slide in your dms or they'll like text you if they know you and then you know you can't if you say good morning beautiful or or not let me not say that if you say like reply to one of my stories whatever say i gotta post a picture on my story and you reply to it and be like you're so beautiful and i'm like oh thank you i could i could have said it in that tone with and then you don't know how i took it you just see thank you i thought you was talking about in person well no either way but in, in person in person i i feel like they have if you already talk to me in person i don't really have the issues with people in person um if you walk with me in person, they I've rarely had a man walk with me and not actually go all the way through with the can I have your number or can I take you on a date, that kind of stuff. Only thing that I have in person is whenever people are like at a far just watching, you know? Mm-hmm. Like doing the stuff that you say women used to do. Yeah. Like like looking at you and smiling, blah, blah. Men do that now. It's yeah. like the roles have switched. It is. And that's what I was going to say too. The roles have switched. Even like now, if I when I was going out, I go out and I see like seven dudes dancing together, which is like a no-no where I'm from. You know, it's just, it's crazy. And you got a group of girls over there, they'll start dancing, but none of the guys go over there with the girls. Yeah, that was, okay, so I didn't go to this party, but I, it was a party in San Antonio, and that was what somebody said was like all these girls was dancing and like nobody was dancing on them. And I think that's a thing like that. I don't know why, but it's been like that since probably... I don't know. It's probably been since like around college, cause in high, I don't know if dudes think they' too cool or if they don't want to get like, cause you know sometimes a girl will like move out the way if you try to dance on her or dance with her. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think that's a part of like being a man. Like you, you gotta men kind of have to accept the rejection part of it. We get we have to deal with other things. I think they're like, what what's that? Yep, that's what I was saying. Everybody has their roles. Yeah, well, but, I'm not. See? I, just, I think that people. I I have agreed with you. Okay, so sidebar. Me and my dad always have these like debates because he believes that I don't believe in gender roles, which isn't true. I don't believe Very that. True. It's. I don't think that you have to. Like, I don't think because I'm a woman, I have to wash dishes, and because you're a man, you have to mow the lawn. I think that whatever you're good at. You know, like he'll get mad at my mom because she likes to mow the lawn and wash her car. And he thinks that it kind of emasculates him or makes him seem like a bad man or a bad husband because she likes to do that kind of stuff. And it makes it seem like to the outside that he and First of all, I don't worry about the outside. Okay, well, let's scratch that part. But he doesn't like that she like that she would rather do that kind of stuff. If I put it out there, my mom can't cook, okay? <laughs> so, like, she can't, she can cook, like, five dishes, all right? Okay, but my dad can cook. So, I think that it would make more sense for him to maybe cook. And maybe if she want to mow the lawn or wash the cars, and that's what she likes to do, and it works out better for y'all. It's just a partnership, I think. I don't think it's, like, everybody does have their roles, but it's, like, what, do you, what are your gifts and what do you bring to the table? That's what you do. If I can't cook, you would you shouldn't want me in there burning stuff just because i'm a woman that's what i that's what my mindset is then you should learn to cook but then i mean i gotta spend all these years learning to cook and in the meantime you eating burnt and nasty food but if you already know how to cook then you should just be able to bring that to the table just like when i was dating john john is a chef luckily i know how to cook but he liked to cook so 
that was his that was what he brought to the table so what can i bring to the table then but that's the thing and every home is different but my whole thing is that's the first time that you said that people do have roles so i'm happy that you said that i think it's on there (laughs) but um and everybody they do have roles but what works in your house might not work in someone else's house and that's why the only time i'll tell somebody something is when they ask me i walk in somebody's house and the dude vacuuming i don't care you know it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter to me but unless he asks me what do you think about this like i knew a guy he his his wife didn't work she she didn't cook she didn't clean and i was like what is she bringing to the table why are you there but he showed me all of his exes and it was it was her physical body that made him do this because his exes didn't look good none of them none of them that he showed me and this this lady, she's a nice looking lady. But I was like, is it worth it? You know? Yeah. I just think that it's partnership. So like when it like so if but I feel like if I go back to it, when we're talking about, you know, I think that as a man, like, you kinda have to take on the role of like maybe possibly getting rejected. Cause we go through a lot of stuff and we do a lot of stuff and and some women will agree, some women won't. I'll say I'm the type of woman who if I'm getting all like maybe dolled up or whatever i'm doing that because i'm presenting myself in a certain way you know sometimes i don't care but if i'm out here you know getting dressed and me and y'all y'all get dressed but it take y'all five minutes to get dressed y'all get a haircut every week y'all don't have to do your hair every day y'all have to brush your hair put a do-rag on at night wake up that's it but like women go through all this stuff every day and that's something we got to take on that's our role we we spend all this time getting dressed getting our nails done all this money it's a hundred dollars every two weeks to get our nails done to get our hair done my sewing is two hundred dollars you know y'all not spending that kind of money so what y'all can do is take this l if i decide that i don't the money that i spent on this look the money that i spent on this look that's what you chose to do with your own money but okay but if now if i didn't well there's gonna be somebody who's gonna i'm cute so people (laughs) people somebody's gonna approach me but what i'm saying is i like to just like your wife you know we like to present ourselves in our best manner it's i'm not always gonna look like that right but if i know that i'm going somewhere i'm not gonna be looking raggedy you know you might catch me in walmart with some slides on and uh, my hair in a bun but that's because i'm in walmart I'm not trying to catch a man in Walmart. And if I do looking like that, then I probably like you more because you like me at my bare minimum. So whenever I do doll up, then you like, wow, I got two for one. You know, I got Erica Badu and Beyonce. Well, y'all make it, y'all make it difficult. What? One, to walk up to a group of women. Cause a lot of times if you walk up to three or more women and you walk to and you talk to the second one. Hey, how you doing? The third one says, uh, she don't want you, boo, or something, you know? And that's a lot of times why guys don't walk up to women in groups. A lot of times they'll wait and try to catch her walking away or he never catch her by herself, so yeah. he'll pass it. And, and, and I think that a lot of women, are, when they're in that group, they should let that one woman talk for herself yeah and that's that well that was what i was gonna say if i if i say that's like if i'm with stephanie and rajane and we out and some dude walk up and he's talking to me and rajane be like oh no she don't want to talk to you actually i feel like sorry stephanie this would be stephanie that would be like oh no she don't want to talk to you <laughs> then i'll be like stephanie bro like you know let me handle my own but if a woman don't say that then she 
probably agree. You probably shouldn't be talking to her, or not shouldn't be talking to her. But you just go about your way. But it's it's a ego. It's thing. a double edged sword with that one, because then when you say Stephanie bag back, then the dude feel like I'm in there. Really, you might not still don't like him. You know what I mean? So nah, if I if I tell Stephanie to back up, then I mean I'm somewhat interested. Now it's your turn to, you know, present okay. yourself. So if you're not in, interested, then it's okay for Stephanie to do that. Yeah, because I was going to tell you that anyway. Yeah, but no, it, it shouldn't have came from Stephanie. It wasn't nothing Stephanie. she catch me off guard. If she said before me, if, if you walk up to a group of people and you walk up and be like, hey, sweetie, and Stephanie, like, uh, she don't want to talk. Before he, I was probably going to let him finish his sentence first, then say, no, you know, I'm not really. And that would be fine. It, but it came from you, not not the friend. I know, but I'm saying in that instance, she probably got it to got to it before I would, because I'm I am the nice one when it comes to that kind of stuff. I don't really know. I'm not. I'm only mean if men are aggressive. If I say no and you still bother me, then I'm gonna be like, all right, look. Uh, that's that's understandable, but I'm just saying I don't I don't know why women are like that. Cause I think we deal with a lot of like. Um, we deal with a lot of like, like you said, you was yeah, like men who disrespect women, and you've seen men who are like predators. That's kind of why, because we kind of have to be on the defense, especially if we only out like having a good time. You don't know that as a man that we just out here not having a good time. I think men always think women are always trying to like be chosen, but um, I think that sometimes we have to be on the defense because um, one men can be aggressive. Right, and maybe you don't know if that whole night we've been approached by aggressive men. Maybe at this point we tired of being approached by men, so it's like, all right, leave me alone. And it just sucks that you waited until one thirty when the club about to close at two, not realizing that since eleven o'clock since we got there, we've been approached by these trash men. And but at that point you should left. No, we just trying to have a good time. We <laughs> over here by ourselves. But it's not. It's still. I I think we're not gonna agree on this. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're not going to agree on it. But anyways, I feel like the roles have changed between men and women. And um, I think that we're starting to, like, approach. Like, people are proposing, which I think is, like, horrible. But, I mean, to each his own, I guess. Like, if you want to propose and your man is cool with that, then I guess I, I, it'll never be me, 100%. But um, I just think the roles have changed. And um, that's something that we deal with right now. Like, I am a... Um, increasingly independent woman and i was saying this earlier today like i'm starting to get scared of like how independent i'm becoming because i think that eventually i'm not gonna like want or need somebody because like what i've been dealing with is just like men who just can't cut it and you you've said to me before that i have like really high standards and i like i don't give people a chance but i think that if you really dealt with all the stuff that like we deal with from men nowadays it's like okay I'm not about some stuff. I have no problem dealing with certain stuff, but some stuff I'm just not gonna deal with, and I'm not gonna spend three years hoping that you change that because I know you're not. You know, like some stuff you'll change, some stuff just that's just who you are. Well, I know all the guys that I know hate to hear women say I'm an independent woman. They hate it. I hate it. Because I'm not going to walk up to no woman. I'm not going to tell her I'm an independent man. What's going to happen is we're going to get to know each other. And I'm going to learn you. And I'm going to see what you're doing, how you move. And then I say to myself, she's independent. Most of the time when they, when I encountered a woman that said, before I was married, <laughs> uh, most of them weren't. They weren't independent. You know, they were all dependents. And 
whether they were trying to depend on me, depend on their parents or whoever, but they most of them were dependent. And it's like a it's like a different conversation. Most of the the women that were saying they independent, they would they were boring. Hmm. They were really boring, like because they were so like trying to show that they had or that they could take care of themselves. I think that might be kind of like a I don't want to say generational, but I think that, like, I do think that people that's, like, y'all's age, women do do that. I think that, like, for me, like, I don't tell men I'm independent. I'm mm. saying that, like, I'm learning that, like, because I will say that for a minute I was dependent on men. Not necessarily, like, for money, but, like, just that, like, relationship or that, like, com- uh, companionship. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what I'm saying now is that, like, now I'm, like, cool with being by myself and cool with being single. But I don't tell men, like... I'm I'm independent. I don't I don't need you. Like I would never do that. But I think that I'm also I come from a very unique situation where like both of my grandmas are like extremely not submissive. I don't want to use that word, but they, you know, submissive. Yeah, like they they're submissive to their husbands and they don't they I've never seen either one of them emasculate my grandpas before in any kind of way. Right. Or ever step on their their authority or ever, you know, like right. whether they be in public or in private, I've never seen that happen or even just argue. I've never seen that. So like for me, I've never wanted to be the woman to ever emasculate my boyfriend or husband or, you know, I I am stubborn, but I'm not ever going to like, you know, be like, I don't need you. Even if I don't. Right. I think that's good. I mean, but a lot of times now that's what happens. And, and then they want to hit you with the five letters and. Wait, what's the five letters? Sorry. Oh. Oh, I hate you know I hate you hate sorry. Yeah, so I mean you can take it so many times. People tell you they sorry. They go off the deep end and say something, and then I'm sorry, but it's only it's only helpful so many times. Yeah, I would say that I kind of can be submissive submissive to a fault, like um, submissive to somebody who I don't who might not even deserve that submission, just based off the fact that they're a man and I think that might be where you and I kind of conflict because you say that like you say it's roles or gender roles or whatever but me I just feel like sometimes you don't deserve that submission just because you're a man you don't deserve things just because you're a man or a woman you know like I say that sometimes but you say I I ride the fence on it because sometimes I want you to have be a what is it called um like have manners and all that kind of stuff where like you open the door or all that kind of gentlemen. Yeah. Like I, I ride the fence on it. Cause sometimes I'm like, I expect you to open the door and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I don't want you to treat me differently on other stuff. Like I want to be able to carry my own. That's the thing. Like most of the time in y'all group is you, you want to keep the stuff that's beneficial, drop the stuff that's not the stuff that's not beneficial. Then you want to say, it's 2000 now and da, da 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 but the stuff that's beneficial like the opening of the door the paying for the date all that kind of stuff you want to keep that but and men do the same thing how men do the same thing y'all want to drop everything that y'all don't like and keep all the stuff that you do like like y'all want to keep the sex but y'all don't want the commitment y'all want to y'all want us to be around whenever y'all need companionship but y'all don't want to y'all don't want to deal with the nagging y'all want to be at our house or be around but y'all want to help clean or provide not saying you you're a great dad and great provider in that sense but like that's what we do with men y'all want to drop all the bad stuff too if you go if you go be with somebody or be around somebody you kind of got to deal with that 
Well, you you can't go in a relationship as 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 uh what's the word I want to use? I don't know. Um, speak a little bit more on it, cause I don't know. It's doing it, buddies. Doing ew, doing it, buddies. Yeah. Oh, you mean like friends with benefits? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Or bed buddies. Okay. Let's you. Dang, you got a lot of them. I don't. Uh, I don't know uh, anything about that. I'm a virgin, so. Okay. Um. Um. So you go into it with this mindset because one, you maybe not over your ex, but you tired of being alone, or you think the dude might be attractive, or the dude is already with somebody and you don't care at this point. So if you start your relationship off like that, then why would he's not he's not more than likely gonna ever give you a hundred percent. Yeah. So if you come in it the right way and get the right guy and y'all are actually dating, then the guy don't have a problem with that because the guy's not gonna do anything for just anybody, and that's a that's what you gotta realize. And if he don't call you his ace, even if he cheating or whatever, but if he don't call you his ace, you're not gonna get the ace treatment. Mm. Uh, I don't know about that one, Dad. I think that we're gonna have to revisit this whenever we come back. Um, so this song is by Ari Lennox. It's not really an up and coming artist, but the song is called Whipped Cream. I'm pretty obsessed with it right now. So please let me know how you feel about it. I do not own the rights to this music because I did not ask her for permission to use it like I usually do. So again, this song is called Whipped Cream by Ari. Let me know how you like it. I've been thinking of you. I've been keeping you all I need my soul with the devil daddy chose I've been thinking this thinking of some kids how I'm aging degrading when I give it like this I've been crying at night holding bullets I open I meet someone different but it's true that I don't you guys welcome back i hope you enjoyed that music um so dad we're gonna shift gears a little bit okay so in the beginning you said that you had some fears you know of with raising a daughter and i'll say like when i was younger you was a little hard on me and i like have always wanted to know why i think you're hard on cameron too my little brother but what was the reasoning behind you being so tough when i was younger so that you would know because the world is tough the world is tough, and if you too easy, and that's why I have a problem with so much parenting now, is that you give, 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 and your kids get used to having everything handed to them. And when it's handed to them, as a kid, just because you turn 16, 17, 18, that don't turn on a switch for you. The switch is turned on by the way you brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. I mean, I never, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was never, I never thought that you were mean or anything. I think that people think that you mean you kind of look me sometimes but you always been goofy to me oh, you always been like this hard dude on the outside and all your friends think you like i hope your friends listen to this he is not hard he probably hard in the streets with y'all but this is like the goofiest man ever um but yeah so 
I'll say like when I was younger, we had a really good relationship. Um, you and I, I think that we always was always together. Mm-hmm. And then things kind of shifted because you know, like I said in the beginning, uh, my parents ended up breaking up. My mama got married. My dad got married. And I think that like both of those like occurrences, mom getting married. And then you getting married kind of like caused resentment on both ends for me. And it was just like, a okay. That was when I started to realize like how important dads were. Like I never really like, you know, cause you, you know, you, both of my parents, both of them grew up with their parents. So like growing up with parents around, I didn't like realize like how important it was to have a daddy in the house until somebody else was trying to like be that person, you know? And I don't think that I realized how important my role was to me in your eyes until you had a stepdaughter and so it started to like cause resentment you know like in me and I was like okay well one I was trying to (laughs) I was trying to like cause a divorce between my (laughs) mom and her husband because like in my mind you know kids like they want their like parents to be together even if you don't understand like that might not be the best situation at the time in my mind it was so like I didn't want my mom to be with nobody else with my dad so I was like trying to you know, I was that kid that was trying to cause trouble in a relationship or whatever. And I'm not ashamed of that <laughs> at all. Um, and then whenever, like I said, when you got married, um, I was cool with it at first until it was like a marriage thing. And I was like, wait a minute. Because my dad, my dad had been single for a long time. So I kind of got used to that. And um, I wasn't, I don't know. I just didn't like, I felt like I was being replaced. And it, I think it caused like some issues for me, like growing up like insecurities like with you having someone else and like you, y'all moved to spring which is like out if anybody who's not from houston spring is like 45 minutes away from where i was living at at the time and I, it caused a riff and like that time like it was like a gift and a curse because i realized how important you were but then at the same time i was super angry and like resentful towards you and i had these like voids that i like kept trying to fill you know, kids always be like, well, I don't need, I don't need my daddy. I don't need my mom, blah, blah, blah. Those kids that's hurt. But then you really do. And you're like making these decisions and like doing these things, trying to fill up a hole that's, that you have not realizing that like you could fill this with 20 million tons of whatever. And it's never going to fulfill you because you only need one drop of what you look really looking for. So I don't know like I feel like it was like a lot of time missed there I'm not I'm not at this point um regretful of it because of how strong our relationship is now but do you have like any during that time I've never really talked to you about like how you felt during that time I know that you said that you um you was just letting me basically like do do me or I don't know how how you verbalized it because we was I remember we started having issues at that point and also, it's things that your mom is okay with, with a child doing that I'm not okay with. And so when you came to the house or whatever, I would always be saying something to you about something. Like, you know, you want to be in the grown people mix and you was a kid. Nah, I'm saying no. But with your mom, you was able to do that. So you would always be like, I'm going to go home. And instead of, and this is where I f- feel bad about, is that I shouldn't have let you go home. But at the same time, I didn't want all my time with you to be spent disciplining you. Mm-hmm. So I would let you go. And I wish I wouldn't have. I wish I would have made you stay the whole weekend or the whole week, whatever it was. 
but I would just let you go. Yeah. I think that, like, I think that during that time, uh, it was hard for me because, like, and this is up until, like, we all moving in together, which was, like, not even a year ago, but, like, it, it was difficult having two households and having two totally different sets of rules. You know, like, that was part of it, too. Like, I, I'm, my life was just completely opposite no matter what house I went to. Whether I went to Granny and Papa's house, to yo, yo, my Granny and Papa, your parents, whether I went to my mom's house and your house. Those are four different sets of rules. Yeah. And so every time I went somewhere, it was different, and I was confused. Like, Mama let me... I can go in the kitchen and eat whatever I want to eat, but at your house, I kind I gotta ask for stuff, you know. Or like with Granny, your your parents, um, I pretty much could like stay up until whenever I wanted to until I fell asleep. But at my mom's house, I had to go to bed at a certain time, and it was just all these different rules that I had to deal with, and it was difficult to like process those. And so it turned into me being annoyed and me being angry all the time, and like then I went back and blamed you for it. Or blame mom for it. Because I'm like, if y'all would have never did this, we could be in one house and I wouldn't have all these rules. And that's how I rationalized it to myself. Not realizing that adults have issues and adults have problems that, like, I couldn't see. And y'all couldn't be together at the time, at least. And it just caused problems. But I think that that authority part of it, I think that that's why, like, dads are important. Because, yeah, mama let me do a lot of stuff, but you had a different perspective. And I think that your perspective was right. I should have been in a child's place. But that's why it's important for you to have been there. So that way I would have learned that lesson. Because you see other kids, they might not have a dad around and they do that their whole life. Or they don't have boundaries and they they do what they want to do. And they grow up and be these horrible kids or kids with all these issues. Right. I agree with you. So... No, I just felt like I, I have a lot of friends who, um, you know, felt like they had um, their daddy wasn't around. Most of my friends came from divorced households or broken homes, and you know, they had they 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 were all doing the same stuff out here dating all these dudes left and right because they were trying to find somebody that was like their daddy because they couldn't really have their daddy around, you know. And nobody was, it was dysfunctional. You know, you don't know how to have a relationship with a man because the only man that you have around is, or that you're supposed to have around isn't there. And the things that you associate with men are all negative. So, I don't know, it's just. Yeah, well, that's another thing too. Like like you said, with my parents always being together, uh, I don't know those feelings. So I don't know, I don't know that you feeling hurt because I'm married and I wish you would have talked to me back then so that I could have let you know, like nothing's changed between me and you. It's just, I added somebody else in here, but you're not going nowhere, you know, like that. But I mean, I'm quite sure now you would know it, but as a kid, me being, growing up the way I grew up, I just feel like, okay it's not like it's not like you don't know your mom or your mom don't mess with you or something like that so i just figured it just it just you blend it i make sure that she does not treat you i'm talking about my ex make sure she don't treat you bad make sure she treats you right so i let y'all bond and i'm watching from a distance to make sure that everything's okay that she's not doing anything to harm you 
and I was feeling like that was the most that I needed to do was make sure that y'all were good, make sure the stepkids and my kids was good, which most kids can get along. So I wasn't as worried about the kid part as I was with my ex. So that was my focus. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that, like, I'm, I'm emotional. We already have established that. I'm emotional and I like can be overtly emotional and um at the time I mean I was in like sixth grade middle school so that's like you know I'm going through like hormonal changes and stuff yeah and like I already like trying to stand my ground is like I'm a woman so like for you to have like a stepdaughter and a wife I'm like okay if to me my only other the only other woman that was in your life was granny and I never I mean there's no competition there you know what I'm saying? Like, we yeah. both have our roles in your life. But then whenever somebody else is coming in, I became aware of time also. Like, you only have so much time that you can spend. I never thought about that before. And, like, I don't know. I never really, like, thought about our relationship as father and daughter until you got married and mom got married. And I started to, like, actually understand that dynamic and, like, understand why it was important, you know? And I think that's actually what uh, what a lot of people go through. Whenever they they blame themselves, or they blame their parents, they, their parents, cause they start to realize things that they never even thought about before because it was so common. I guess not common, but you know, like yeah. it, it's natural. Like you you have this household that you've been in and that's what you're used to, and all of a sudden everything changes and you realize the elements of dynamics that you just didn't pay attention to before. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <sighs> well, yeah. Off of that, um, but no, I just. I wanted to like I feel like we had a really good relationship when we were young, when I was younger. So like don't ever think that like you're not you were not important to me because we weren't talking. I think I just didn't know. I was so angry. I didn't know how to talk to you without being angry. And to avoid that, I just avoided you. And I didn't want to talk to you anymore. I didn't want to like cuz I felt like I would have to face that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like face the change of the relationship. And I didn't want to do that. Um but no so like i guess during that time since we we weren't talking then or like you kind of there were some gaps between like middle school and high school like what are some lessons that you feel like you wish you could have taught me during that time that you feel like you may have missed um that's that's like that's really hard to answer because you know i'm more of a i'm more of a spirit of moment kind of person like, I have to see what direction you're going in life. And and then I pull out stuff as it's needed. But general stuff is, it would just, it would just be in us, being a certain type of person. But you, you know, you end up being real good. But it's just like the type of person that you want to be, how you want to present yourself. Um, um talk to you about what's important what well what do you feel is important just it would be more so me asking questions to you so that i can see where your head is and then I, that's how i gear i don't i don't just like i don't think you can parent out of a book yeah i think you got to know know the the child that you're dealing with and and go from there it's not i don't think you should just go get a book and say uh check this off check that off because you might already know that, and I need to I need to know where you are, what you're thinking, you know, what what direction you're going in, and then I gear it from there. Thanks, Dad. All I really heard from that was that I turned out really good, so <laughs> that's really all that matters to me. 
I, I won. Um, no, so life lessons. Okay, so one day I'm gonna have a daughter. Dad, why'd you come back over here? <laughs> Dad, one day I'm gonna have a daughter. And you know, um, our son. Uh, we're talking about daughters today. Oh. I think by the time I get pregnant, they'll be able to, like, choose which one. <laughs> and I'm going to choose a daughter. Because I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I have, like, 80 million boys in my family. On both sides, I'm the only girl, cousins and brothers. So. Oh, you are, huh? Yeah. I need, wow. I need some um, some uh, estrogen in this <laughs> in this family. Um, no, so, like, when I have a daughter, what are some traits that you see in me and yourself and maybe even in like just in our family that you would like me to like pass down or that you would like to see repeated from me to my kid we've already discussed that i'm going to be a great parent he thinks that i think that but i just want to know you know just education sternness um I guess that would, I don't know if I could still say discipline. Um, family oriented. Teach you how to hug. Yeah. And um, just, I mean, just be a loving person. Do you want to tell that story? Go ahead. Okay. About, oh, you want, yeah. I want you to tell the story. Okay. Um, so I grew up. Not hugging, not none of that stuff. No hugging, no kissing. And until Asia was born. And when she was born, she's a little girl. She loved to hug. I'm still like that. Yeah, she is still like that. <laughs> She'll just grab my hand at any second. But now I'm okay. But, um, and I was, uh, I grew up, don't touch me. And I used to, she used to come and try to hug me as a little girl. And I would shield her off of me <laughs> with my forearm and she made it into a game to where she would try to get past my arm she would just keep going and going until she could dish it say i got you and then she just hold on to me and then after so long her doing that i said hey this hugging stuff is not so bad so she she helped me overcome that because my dad was a no-nonsense kind of guy and i grew up that way no hugs no kisses so that's the way I thought it was to be. So I tell her all the time, thank you, because she taught me how to hug. I really thought that that was a game until you just said that <laughs> just now. <laughs> you still do that to me. You don't want me to hug you? I said I don't mind now. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm super affectionate. That's mom. Mom, I got that from mom 100%. And she's, like, all over me all the time. And I'm like that with everyone. And that's that's pretty much how I know I can't date a guy. If you, like, don't like affection, I'm not – I'm not the kind of woman that wa- that wants to teach you that because I'm just way too overly affectionate. So, like, I don't have the patience for somebody who's like, don't touch me. <laughs> so, luckily, mom was patient with you because I would have kicked you to the curb back in 1993. Yeah, you kicked all this to the curb, girl. Y'all weren't even together for, like, 20 years. She kicked you to the curb, dad. She didn't kick me to the curb. I kicked her to the curb. I'm telling. Mom, if I you're listening. She wasn't going to listen to this. Mom, if you're listening, dad said that he's he kicked you to the curb back in the day 20 years ago 20 years ago he broke up with you i just want you to know she's actually in the other room and i'm pretty sure she can hear but <laughs> i just want you guys to know that and i'll her back 
Okay, so honestly, that's the conclusion of today's show. I just wanted to have my dad on the show for Father's Day. Um, you know, really want to dedicate the show to my grandpa. He passed away a couple of days ago, and this is our first Father's Day without actually both of my grandparents, grandpas. So um, this is the Father's Day edition of My Sister's House. I hope you guys enjoyed the show with my father and I, Mr. Calvin Phillips. Again, we're in the Phillips headquarters in Fresno, Texas. So please tune in next week. And um, hopefully you enjoy the show. You got to tell me happy Father's Day on here. Okay, Dad. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Thank you. I appreciate that. I got I'm him glad s- you thought of me. Oh, my gosh. I got him a gift and everything this morning. She did, and I liked it. I'm a great gift giver whenever I try. Sometimes, sometimes I can be lazy. But okay, you guys, I'm signing off. I will see you whenever I um, decide to record again. So tune in for Episode 7. Thanks again for tuning into my sister's house. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you like today's show, rate and review. And then follow me on social media at Made in Asia for updates. I can't wait to see you for the next episode. See you later, ladies.